it way down the field to Watkins! Sammy Watkins for the touchdown! Week three is officially in the rearview mirror with plenty of juicy headlines coming out. I'm Adam Wright and CJ Medeiros. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapons Consulting. And we have plenty to talk about, including the Dolphins, who pulled a crazy upset over the Buffalo Bills. We'll talk some fantasy. We're going to talk Rihanna to perform at the Super Bowl 57 halftime show. And joining us to talk about all of this, we have special guest Aaron Wise, who's already been on the show, what, about two weeks ago, a week ago? Yeah, something like that. It was probably two weeks. So how are you doing? How are you doing? I'm I'm doing pretty good, man. Just, Just living life, you know, watching football, just having a good time. Awesome, man. So we might have a few a few new listeners or some people who may not have listened to the episode last time. Why don't you introduce yourself to some of uh, to some of those folks? Um, just come in, watch the uh, um, watch the live streaming and uh, learn learn more about this. Okay, nice. Um, yeah. so like, where are you from? Like, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm from I'm from Illinois, but currently right now I'm in Kansas for college. Nice. All right. So uh, we're gonna jump right into it and get into the breaking news of the past day or so, which is that the Pro Bowl is now going to be replaced. So they're replacing it with a series of games that will go on throughout the week. And they'll also play a, do a flag football game. They don't plan on doing 11 on 11. Because I believe that they were they were already doing. Uh, the Pro Bowl was basically a flag football game anyways. But they're going to try and fix that up. So Pro Bowl is set to be replaced. So guys, what do you feel about this? What do you, what do you guys think? Aaron, do you want to start? Okay, so, so how I feel about this is that when, so when I saw the news, I was kind of like, I mean – I mean, things kind of had to had to change up a bit some some point because, I mean, so like when I was younger, I used to watch Pro Bowl all the time because it was fun because everyone was tackling each other. It was more competitive. Like like all the players seemed like they actually want to play. And over time, over time, it just got worse and worse and got less interesting and less fun to watch because it was basically too in touch. So you so you may as well just change it up. If if, if you're gonna wear if you're gonna wear pads, you imagine hate each other, but they're really not really hate each other. So. It's seven to seven. I'm not really quite sure what to expect, really, too much of it. But um, hopefully, 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 it's way more interesting than what we had the, like the last probably decade or so. All right, CJ. <sighs> now, when they actually, you know, said that the Pro Bowl was going to be canceled, my original reaction was, "Well, it's about time." You see, the Pro Bowl was, in fact, a glorified glorified flag football game. The Pro Bowl, I have actually never sat down and watched one because the players just don't care. And then that's the, that's the sad reality of the fact. And, you know, the, it used to be in Hawaii and stuff, and you know, then they moved to, like, Florida. 
you know, but it's like you can go to Florida like any time. And I always thought, you know, they should have like moved the Pro Bowl to like different countries and stuff so players would actually, you know, care. But no, 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 no. The shield is uh never wrong, if you can hear the sarcasm in my voice. I just I just I hate the Pro Bowl. And do you know what the worst part of it was? The nominations like, oh, this guy made a Pro Bowl. Well, yeah, Pro Bowls mean nothing. They are literally a popularity contest. I mean, you know, Mitch Trubisky made a Pro Bowl. Like, it's not that hard, apparently. It's but look, it, it was long past time it was canceled. And let's face it, the skills challenges are what we cared about anyway. So so yeah, this is actually, dare I say, a smart decision by the NFL. It's shocking. All right, listen. I defended the Pro Bowl when we there was talk of it over the summer of it of it possibly being you know uh, abolished for a lack of a better term, but and I'll 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 defend it now. You can't you are a Ameri- you are the sport that has replaced baseball as America's pastime. Like you have taken over as as like you think of Sunday, you think of football. And they don't even have a pro. They don't have an, a form of all-star game anymore. And when they did have it, it was just god awful. So I mean, in my opinion, they need to find a way to make it work instead of just taking it away in uh, in general. And I'd like to find ways to make it work. I understand why it doesn't because football is just such a punishing sport, and the players just don't want to get hurt. It's an exhibition game. It might be a great honor to be a, a pro bowler. But, like, the players just aren't going to try because they don't want their careers to end over an exhibition game. And I'd love to find a way for that to make that work. And, I, 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 like, I've been thinking a little bit about it ever since we were – ever since that it became a possibility. And so they were thinking of doing <coughs> – excuse me. They were thinking of doing uh, something where it's a flag football game but it's not 11 on 11 anymore. They'd make it like seven on seven or something like that. But what I was thinking, if you're going to make the teams, like the amount of people on the field smaller, what if they made it into a tournament? So you have flag football, you make the teams, however they pick the teams is whichever, but you have, you divide all of the pro bowlers that may, that have made the pro bowl into let's say a uh, teams of five. Or let's say teams of 10 because there has to be de- offense and defense. Or you keep it to five and you just make it like backyard football. Every, every, like, every fan in the, in the country can relate to it because that's how back, backyard football works. You have like an automatic quarterback. You play five on five. You're playing in the backyard. That's fun. I'd love to see something like that where you do it and you divide everyone into teams of five and you make it a tournament. See who wins. And you do make that like a day event. That's your Pro Bowl. And the Pro Bowl will be like the – that'll be like the championship, like the Super Bowl. That's something I would watch. That's something – it's like – it would be like the home run derby in uh, in the MLB where you're just – you see that – you have that one player who you're rooting for and it's in a tournament style. That'd be fun. That'd be, so, that'd be something I'd watch. But they don't really like they just kind of make it into one game where it's like everyone has to get I don't see I just don't see how making the amount of players on the field smaller would help because that means there's less players that means more players have to cycle in and it's hard to rack up statistics because you're not that's less reps for everybody. 
I just don't, I just don't see that working. So like, that's something that I think I would, I would like, but if you guys have any other alternatives, then uh, I'd love to hear it. So Adam, I know you said that technically football is going to be the only uh, sport without an all-star game. And I hear that I do, but here's a hot take. I think all-star games are stupid in general. They serve no purpose. They're injury risks. I mean, for example, look at the NBA All-Star game. No one cares about it. It's literally just the dunk contest people watch. And, you know, there's like, there's no defense. There's no trying. It's like, ah, just, and in baseball, you know, there's the home run derby. That's exciting. But the actual All-Star game itself, not so much. It's the little exciting microcosms that the people want, not the actual game itself. And I don't know what hockey does, but I'm pretty sure that's also terrible. But, I mean, if I'm making any sense, then, then, I, then I think you would know. See, you know what I mean? Just like, do you understand? Yeah, see, I'm, I'm a baseball fan. So I, I've, I played baseball through high school. I was a baseball guy, and I used to love watching the All-Star game. Now, it's not what it was when I was younger. <clears throat> Excuse me. But... It used to be something where when one of my Red Sox players were in there, I'd be turn I'd be flipping the channel just to just to see that player up to bat. I want to see I want to see that player who is who is representing and I want to see I want to see how he does because he's on that big stage. I want him to to make Red Sox nation proud. I want I want that to be what the NFL is. When a Patriots player is up, when let's say Mac Jones or let's say Devonte Parker is up. I want I want to feel that like what I felt for the MLB All-Star game because I think the I would say and I could be wrong, just this is based just my opinion. I would say the MLB All-Star game is probably the most one of the, the more entertaining of the of all the uh, of all the major four sports. They need to make it like that and find a way so that people actually view and actually are interested. But no one's interested in the Pro Bowl. It's one, It's probably the worst All-Star game out of all the four sports. And that says something considering, considering it's the most popular of the four. It's a problem. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I hear you. I, I do. But it's like, like I said, All-Star games in general, I just, I don't care for. And the Pro Bowl is no exception. Like I said, like even the, you know, e- but I, I know you you want to see you know the uh, you know your players there right. But yeah. let's face it, we don't care about that. People care about the home run derby. You know they care about the dunk contest in basketball. It's like I can't tell you how many times I've been with friends and the you know the, the games on the all star game for basketball. We watch the dunk contest. Like all right, and that's it. And you know in football, it's like. I pay more attention to the mini games because they're actually fun to watch. And uh, yeah, that's all she wrote on that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, but for me though, for like I don't know, let's say the NBA, right? Like like the dunk contest has been so bad that that uh that nobody wants to watch anymore because the players the players that was in the I don't remember who was in the dunk contest that one year. I think it was last year, I don't remember, but it was one dunk contest. Where they couldn't even like they couldn't even dunk the ball like it got so bad that that people weren't really watching people were kind of making fun of it and then I saw I saw like some video on ESPN I think it was on YouTube or something like that Stephen Smith he was basically was saying stuff like um 
they need the uh, like yeah, like the NBA, like the whole like league. They need to find people and like like find find like actual dunkers that actually care about dunking and maybe and maybe like, potentially like like pay them so so we can make the dunk contest more interesting again. Because the NBA players basically right now, like how they treat like like how how they like how they treat the All Star game, they basically treat it as like basically like vacation period just to mess around because the NBA is such a long season. You you need a break at some point because after a while after a while though you probably will get burnt out by it because you're always playing basketball you're traveling you always got to put your 110 percent every every time so then when the All Star game comes out that's really like the only time when you actually like mess around and just chill out you know what I mean I don't know that's that's like that's how 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 I see about the NBA part of it yeah I I it's it's that's kind of the whole how that's kind of the issue with it is that like it's during it's during a long season and the players don't want the players are already fatigued as is so you know they don't they don't want to get hurt and it's kind of the same way with uh the with the NFL it's after the season and all these players are already banged up everyone's nursing their own injuries of some sort and that's that becomes that's that becomes an issue when they have to play in a game they're not going to want especially when it becomes flag football they don't they don't care. They just want to come and enjoy, you know, be around some of their friends who they may not see all the time, who are on different teams and have a good time and, you know, play a flag football game at, at maybe 50% effort, if that, but I don't like, I don't like that effort. I, I don't like that, that aspect of it. I mean, I, I don't, not that I don't want players to have a good time, but I want to make it so that it, what are you guys doing for me? Do does like, I want to see. I want to see something. I want. I want to see something that's entertaining. That's what I want to see. And if you have to tweak the game, if you have to make it a tournament style where it's five on five, do that. But I don't like what we're getting. I just. But I also don't want to just take take it away completely. Make some. Make something fun. You know, something like that. But we do have to move on. And up next, we're going to talk about the Dolphins. And how they pulled a surprising upset over the Buffalo Bills. We'll get to that next. Don't go anywhere. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapons Consulting. I'm Adam Wright, CJ Madero, special guest Aaron Wise. And the Dolphins managed to pull off the upset over the Buffalo Bills. So a division rivalry game. And I believe, and now the Dolphins did have the, uh, the home field advantage in this game. However, um, the Bills did manage to t- – they had the lead for most of this game before the Dolphins pulled ahead after falling behind 
14 to seven. And I believe they, they never, they never looked back since 21 to 19 was the final score. But do you guys think that the dolphins have proven to be the new team to beat here? Okay. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Me personally, though, I don't think the Dolphins are the team to beat yet. I'm just not. I'm. I'm. I don't know. For me personally, I'm. I'm just like not quite convinced yet. I. I think the Dolphins need to do a little more. But um, the Dolphins though, they have done some. They have done a lot of good things. Like, because me, because me, uh, as a Jet fan or just just an overall football fan, I'm not really a big Tua guy. I. I always like. I always kind of like criticize his uh his accuracy, his deep accuracy. And on Sunday, like basically week two, week three, he kind of he kind of proved me wrong. Basically, that that he actually could get the ball down the field, which what we saw in the fourth quarter against uh, against the Bills when he threw like I don't remember how far it was like it was at least like a fifty yard bomb to Jalen Waddle, and it it was in stride. And um, I don't know, I, I think I think I think the Dolphins are actually like a legit team, like like a, like a serious team. Like they're like they're not pretend they're like they're not pretenders by any means, but um. Yeah, but um, I still think the Bills are going to win the division because I, I still think they're the overall better team than the Dolphins are as of right now. But that's my take on it. All right, CJ. Hmm. Uh, that's hard. I lean toward no because you know we just haven't seen enough of them yet. Now beating the Bills, I will admit, I don't know if they're the team to beat, but it certainly makes them legit. There's no doubt in my mind they're legit. But but I need to see, like, the rematch because, you know, it was a divisional game. And I just – I need to see more games down the road from them. Oh, look, 3-0 and is an impressive start. And Tua is proving the doubters wrong, you know, myself included. But I just – I want to see just a little bit more. If we are around, you know, like week eight and they're like seven and one or something like that, seven and two, something like that, maybe eight and oh, then, oh, yeah, I'm going to pay very close attention. However, the rest of their schedule is kind of interesting. You know, they they play the Bengals, who represented the AFC in the Super Bowl. The Vikings, who have been very hot and cold, but still look to take the AFC North. The Steelers, in a really stingy defense. The Lions, who look like up-and-comers. And, -comers. and uh, the Chargers, and the Packers, and the Bills again. If you can win most of those games, I'd definitely say you're the team to beat. But they're hovering close to that territory now. Yeah, so I wouldn't. I guess I would say they're not quite there yet, but they have the talent and they have the record that all suggests the same thing, which is that they are well on their way to being that. And when you have a team that has so many new faces added to its roster – and like usually that usually that takes some time to gel and they're three and oh right now so they can only as barring some serious injury some serious bite from the injury bug they're only going to go up from here so i'm at, i'm very very impressed with this dolphins team and i feel like we haven't we haven't seen their best football yet and we haven't seen our best football from Tua tongue of iloa as i uh, as well because he hasn't been in a winning – well, he, he's kind of been in a winning situation, but not, not to this extent. So 
it, we're we're witnessing a team that's still figuring things out and is still pulling out victories against very good teams, mind you. And the Buffalo Bills have been have been dubbed early on here the the Super Bowl favorite. And we've also looked at the Ravens as a very formidable team. And I know the the Patriots aren't one of the best teams in the league, but they're no team to sneeze at with Bill Belichick around. And they have some talent. And they, I don't know, they didn't make it a competitive game, but maybe I'm just a Patriots fan trying to speak it into existence. But these are some these are some pretty good opponents they're beating, and they're beating them early on. So I'm very encouraged, and I think they're on their way to being one of the better teams in this league. And let's see how they do come uh, uh, knock on wood postseason time. Oh, oh, and oh, so I got, I got, I got another take about this. So, like, my concern with the Dolphins is that. Like, like my big concern, if I was a Dolphins fan, is that don't peak too soon because because I've seen teams they start the season out seven zero, they look like the hottest team, and then all of a sudden, the, and then all of a sudden, the second half of the season they start losing a bunch of games, and then they're just not the same team because we've seen the uh, I can't remember what year it was the 2008 Broncos or 2009 Broncos, one of those years. They start out six zero, they look like they look like a legit contender, and all of a sudden then they went then they finished season two and six and missed the playoffs. And then, and then there was that warrior with the Vikings when they had Sam Bradford. They started out five and zero, and then all of a sudden they just fell apart. And then recently, last year, the Arizona Cardinals, you know, they did make the playoffs, but they kind of fell apart when they started out seven and zero. So it's kind of like that's like my big, biggest concern is like don't peak too early because that that could come back to bite you later. Yeah, that's certainly a concern. I'm just saying that. When you have a young team with all this talent that's just thrown together like this, usually they start off slow. You know, like usually they start off slow and it takes some time and then they figure things out. That's kind of, I think, that's what I believe is happening with the Broncos right now, who are a two and one, but a very ugly two and one, um, barely pulling out victories. But that's what I expected from the Dolphins. They would kind of be figuring things out later on in the season. That's not been the case. They've been red hot coming right out of the gates, and I feel like they're going to get it even better. And a lot of those teams that you mentioned, they weren't really thrown together. They were kind of already there, and they just went off went off to a hot start. They put their best foot forward, and you, as you mentioned, they peaked early. I'm just not sure if this. I mean, it could, it could, it, that could be the case with this team, but I'm just not sure if it applies to this Dolphins team because it's just a lot of new faces, and. It's a very talented team that they have. I mean, theoretically, you could say that they don't really have many weaknesses as long as it is as long as it turns out that Tua can actually play. Theoretically. Because I guess the jury's I guess the jury's still out. But that's something that we'll just have to figure out about. But uh we do want to move on. And we've gotten the news for our next performer at the Super Bowl 50 uh, 57 halftime show. And we're going to give our takes on Rihanna, who ter- it turns out will be performing. We'll get to that next. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Touchdown! Unbelievable! 
You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. I'm Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros, special guest Aaron Wise. And we're going to touch on us individually, on uh, Rihanna being named uh, the next performer at the Super Bowl halftime show. But first, we have a few friends who want uh, friends of mine who would like to uh, share their thoughts. And we got Caroline Brown. So, Caroline, why don't you introduce yourself and uh, give some thoughts on what you think of Rihanna being the next performer? Hi, I'm Caroline. I am super excited for Rihanna to be the halftime performer. I, I listen to her all the time, so I hope she brings back some old throwback songs for sure. Nice. A lot of throwback songs for yeah. them. They're uh, definitely... Yeah, I, I could agree with that, but here's our next friend. Hi, I'm Grace. Uh, I completely agree with what Caroline was saying. I'm really excited to watch it. And yeah. Exciting. Very exciting. <laughs> Super Bowl halftime show. All right. Here's um, last but not least. So my name is Maddie. Um, I'm super excited to see Rihanna perform for the halftime show. Um, kind of just, you know, concerned for who she's going to pick to perform with or, you know, Music's changed a lot since she put out a lot of her most popular music. So we'll see if she picks somebody that hopefully doesn't upstage her or makes her flop. But I know she's got some tough competition to compete with the Eminem 50 Cent Snoop Dogg show from last year. So we'll see if she pulls up and pulls out. That is correct. Her, you know, music is changing music, but her music is ageless. It is so ageless. I will, I will say that much, yeah. but all right, so we got your thoughts. Now get the hell out of here. <laughs> get off my show. All thank right, you Th thank you guys. Thank you. And uh, thank you for listening to the Fumble Ruski podcast. Follow them on Instagram. That's right. Follow us on Instagram, guys. All right, all right. So that was that was certainly something. All right. Well, uh, Aaron, you want to give your thoughts on? I'm not sure what your music taste is, but uh, what do you think? Okay, so me personally, though. I'm not a halftime person because I like, usually when I watch Super Bowls, they usually like like that's usually like my time to like think about what's gonna happen in the second. I don't know. I, I don't know. That's just me. I'm just not really a halftime person. I don't really watch the halftime show. I kind of just I was like whatever. I was like, oh, that's what I think. Yeah, I mean they they're gonna. They're, I mean th those those three individuals are gonna be watching the Super Bowl for the halftime show as if it's just some concert or something, but. You know, uh, but CJ, what are your thoughts? Eh, I'm a, I'm gonna lie to you, not a not a big music guy. I mean, I loved last year's halftime show, man, that was insane. But I mean, overall, I don't usually watch the halftime show. It's usually your chance to get up, stretch your legs, go to the bathroom, grab another whatever you happen to be drinking. Uh, you know, like you know, grab some food, maybe. You know, just like refill everything, and you know that's that's what I use it for. I don't watch the halftime show, but then again, last year's was great. I will admit because I I don't know. I was really excited for that one. I don't listen to a lot of Rihanna. I don't listen to a lot of music in general, so I'm just kind of neutral on it. I mean, I'm sure she'll do fine. Yeah, listen. I, so the so the rumors were, or and it was. I thought it was just gonna. It was actually gonna happen that we were going to get Taylor Swift, and listen. I'm not as critical of Taylor Swift music as me, as most. I think her country music is definitely the best. 
And I'm not a big fan. I'm not a fan at all of her pop music. And if you are, go all the power to you. I'm just that's just not my music taste. But I was very glad to see that it was her, that it was Rihanna instead of uh, Taylor Swift. And like she may not be still like my taste in music, but the fact that it's all throw like a lot of her best hits are throwback music. I'm kind of happy. Like I don't mind that. Like a little bit like. You know, sometimes you listen to music just to kind of go down memory lane and to think about like that time period when her music was those songs, those particular songs were popular. That's kind of something that I'm kind of intrigued by. I don't mind that. And I'll take her over like a lot of other artists that they could have picked. So I'm I'm I don't I don't mind it, especially since and maybe I'm just feeling like this because we, we thought we were on the brink of having Taylor Swift. So. Like maybe it's just that, but I'm I don't hate it. I re- I don't. It, it's not my music taste. I'm never. I'm kind of the same way. I'm not a big halftime guy. Uh, at least the halftime show. That's when I get food. I relax from the nervousness of the game. Even though the Patriots probably won't be there, so I won't be that nervous. But um, you know, it's something where I'm just thinking ah. But I'll be eating some food. Maybe I'll listen to a little bit of it. I'm always just there. The Super Bowl is about the experience most of the time. So, you know, I'm pretty I'm pretty happy about it. But do you guys have any other thoughts before we move on? Oh, I yeah, think- I, I got some thoughts. Wait, right. Aaron, do you want to go first or can you say yeah. something? Yeah, I would say something real quick. Yeah, yeah right. go ahead, man. All right, what, what, the, what the halftime show? I don't know. Because usually for me, I don't know, because when I go to when I go to a, a, a Super Bowl party, Nobody really watched that time show. We kind of just shut the TV off for like 10 minutes and then we just talk and just do whatever. And then we turn it back on just to like wait till the halftime show gets over. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's basically, that's, I don't know. I forgot. There was one more thing I was going to say about halftime show. Oh, yeah. For me, though, I'm not, I'm not really a Rihanna person. I mean, I, I have music taste, obviously. I like, I like Drake a lot and other rappers. I'm kind of a rap guy. So it's like, I don't know. Just Rihanna, though, I mean, She's all right, but I didn't really listen to any of her music, so it's like I'm not really that excited because, like, if I want to listen to her music that bad, I can just go on YouTube and just type in that music again. So, I mean, <laughs> that's all I gotta do. I don't need to wait till like February to listen to it. So, <laughs> that's how I think of it. But, yeah, well, right. let me just say, Aaron, my friend, you are a man of culture, and I. <sighs> When I first heard it was Taylor Swift, I was going to chuck myself out of my dorm window because Taylor Swift is frankly awful. And if any Swifties out there have a problem, well, I really don't care what you think. That is all. All right. Well, guys, we do have to move on. That was a nice segment. Uh, but we do have to move on. We're going to go on to our Fumble Rooski Fantasy Fix where we're going to give some waiver ad, uh, give off some waiver wire ads for you guys. So that'll be next. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Touchdown! Unbelievable! 
This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. I'm Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, special guest Aaron Wise, and we are on to our Fumble Rooski Fantasy Fix where we're going to give some waiver wire ads for you guys. And we're going to start off with running back where we have Bears running back Khalil Herbert, who is a uh, backup for David Montgomery and who has always been able to put up numbers whenever he comes in relief. Uh, it looks like David Montgomery is going to miss some time, so go pick him up. Then you have Alexander Madison. Now, if somebody didn't draft Alexander Madison to handcuff uh, Dalvin Cook already, then shame on them. And you better take advantage of that stupidity. So go and get Alexander Madison if he's on your waiver wire because that is a running back who can put up RB1-type numbers. All right, so going on, we have Romeo Dubs. Or is it Dobbs? I think it's Dobbs. Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs for the Packers. He was the uh, preseason guy for Aaron Rodgers during the during the preseason. And he had, a, had himself a breakout game. Eight receptions, 73 yards and a touchdown, I believe. He had himself a game. And in a in a pass catching corpse that really doesn't have much to offer for Rodgers, anything is going to help. And the fact that this guy showed out really pro- must have earned some sort of brownie points with Rodgers. So you bring him in. You have Zay Jones as well coming uh, from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence is starting to come out, and Zay Jones had himself a game this past week. So go and get him as well. He should be on everybody's waiver wire. Going to tight end, we have from the Browns, David Njoku, <coughs> a guy who's been pretty solid early on in this early on in the season. He wasn't really drafted by many by many fantasy teams, or you could have. I mean, who who knows? But this is this is a player who was committed to really hard by the Browns. In fact, they let Austin Hooper go and they franchise this guy, and they extended him. So you better believe they're going to get him some targets because they clearly believe in him. So go with David Njoku. This is a guy who could be going for a while. Um, now going on to uh, Tyler Conklin. So this is a guy who has – they. so the Jets did pay for him to, to come in, and you would think – that it would be C.J. Uzama, but it hasn't been. This guy's been pretty good. Who knows how long it's going to last, especially with the change in quarterback, but he's been the number three tight end in fantasy, according to, to NFLFantasy.com, so go with him. Uh, now going on to some quarterback streamers. If you're looking for somebody to fill in as a backup or just if you're desperate for a quarterback, Jared Goff is a guy who you're going to want. Uh, he's going against the Seahawks defense. And the if maybe you haven't – if you guys – in case you guys haven't noticed, that offense is kind of high-flying, especially in the passing game. So Jared Goff is a guy who I would ride out until it, he's just not working, until it's just not working anymore. Uh, going on the literally to the other sideline in that game, we have Geno Smith, who's going against a spotty Detroit Lions defense, especially early on. I believe they're 31st overall again uh, facing quarterbacks, and Geno Smith is a guy who's 
been pretty good so far. And on top of that, he has a couple pieces to throw to. He has DK Metcalf. He has Tyler Lockett. He has Noah Fant. And he's been pretty solid. He has he has a bit of a chip on his shoulder as well. So Geno Smith, you're going to want to go with him. Uh, going with defense and special teams streamers, we have the you, we have the Green Bay Packers going against the New England Patriots. So the Packers defense is some is a defense that I've been talking up all season long, and that's a team that I believe is going to they they have a great secondary, and their front seven uh, should be able to get to get to Mac uh, or or Brian Hoyer. And Brian Hoyer is gonna gonna be turning the ball over a couple times, so go with the Packers defense. Then we have the Broncos defense going against the Raiders, who have been prone to turning the ball over with Derek Carr. That offensive line is spotty, and that secondary for the Broncos is pretty good. So if I were you, I would pick up the Broncos defense. And so that's all our waiver wire ads. But I believe our pal CJ has a fantasy PSA for our listeners league. Yes, I do. Thanks, Adam. Now, I'm not going to say, yeah, yes, I am actually. Now, I know you're a loyal listener and you're a good friend of the show, Stephen Parker. I swear to whatever God there is, if you offer me another terrible trade for Jonathan Taylor, I might cry. Please stop. What was, what was the last? Hell. What was the last? What was the last one you that he that he asked? I don't recall, but I know he would get Jonathan <laughs> Taylor, and I would get like Cam Akers, Keenan Allen, and like somebody else. Steven, buddy, we love you on this show. I do. You're a great listener. You respond to the fan box, but please, man, <laughs> please don't. I'm not going to give up Jonathan Taylor unless you give me like half your team. This is just the way of the world. But no hard feelings, man. But please stop offering me trades like that. This has been your fantasy PSA. I'm CJ Medeiros, and I approve this message. All right there. Um, If we don't have any other thoughts on fantasy football, then we'll move on to – One more thing. Make sure you guys get James Robinson, right? He's been waiver wire? Yeah, if he's still there. There's no way he's on the waiver wire. He's been drafted in all of my leagues. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. think he would. But that's a that's a good trade target, I would say. Yeah. I want James Robinson. I don't have him in any leagues. I drafted ETN. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, no, like the crazy part about, about me was that I could have got Michael Thomas and James Robinson. But the reason why I didn't draft this guy is because I didn't know James Robinson was going to play because of the Achilles. And Michael Thomas hasn't played in two years, so it was kind of risky. So I didn't draft either of them, which I should have took a chance in some of them. Yeah, it's – I don't know, man. It. I wanted – I thought ETN would work out, um, and he could. I th- I thought he was the most fit. Nope. I guess J- James Robinson is just having an incredible start to his year. Yeah, that's crazy. With that torn, with that torn Achilles, he's like running like he, – he, he had like two big runs for a touchdown, man. I was so hyped. Man, Achilles tears are supposed to be death sentences for players' careers. But Especially God bless at running back. What's that? Especially at running back. Yeah, running back. Like it's a it's a death sentence for their careers. Some pl- other positions you can kind of overcome it, 
it is still hard, but running backs, like there's never been a running back who's been, who's been able to stay in the league for any longer than a couple seasons or has ever even been the same. But James Robinson is back and is playing better than he did last year. So unbelievable. Good. All the power to him. But I am upset that I'm wrong because I thought ETN was going to be the guy this year. I thought he was going to light it up. And he still could, but not looking good early on. Um, but we do need to move on. And we're going to get to Aaron's guest segment where he's once again going to talk about his New York Jets and how they're doing this year. Uh, so we'll get that. We'll get to that next. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. I'm Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, Aaron Wise, special guest. And Aaron is going to touch on the guest segment portion of our show, sponsored by Secret Weapon Consulting for business plans, secret shoppers, bar spotting, server and manager training, and so much more. Visit www.secretweaponconsulting.com. So, Aaron, on your New York Jets, what do you got? All right. So, as you can see, before the season started, we were 0-0, zero zero, right? So, now we're 1-2. and two. And uh, I'm not going to lie, though. Um, I don't know how the people with the Jets seem right now, to be honest. Like, they've been giving me, like, some mixed, some, some mixed feelings, man, because, like, Week one, we didn't really show up really. Week two, we kind of show up a little bit, and then we kind of like kind of fade out. But like week two game, that game was insane. I, I I didn't know what to think or what. I was super happy. Like that made my day when we came back from two touchdowns somehow. I don't know how we did it because I remember minute fifty five when Nick Chuck scored. Obviously, I was getting negative. I was like, bro, we're about to go zero and two again for like what? Probably the fourth straight year. If, if, if it was at this point, and I just feel like a, uh, what do you want to call it, a tradition. So I was kind of used to, I was, I was too, lo- I was too used to losing. It was bad. So at that point, I was like, well, another day, another loss. So, so what happened was, I was, I think you guys saw the game, but Nick Chubb scores, the beginning, beginning of the Browns fails were, was the extra point. So then we got the ball back, and then Flacco, the second play, he scored a 66 yard touchdown to Corey Davis. I, I, I'm so I'm so shocked how he got that open, but even 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 when we score, I was like, we're still not winning this game, man. It, it's over, man. Like it's another tease because the Jets they do this to their fans. They tease us. They didn't get the onside kick. I was like, okay, bro. And then, and, then, and after that point, I was on my feet. <laughs> I was on my feet. I was oh super super surprised. Then Flacco marched down the field and then scored a touchdown with Garrett Wilson, which. Speaking of Garrett Wilson, I think I think Garrett Wilson is going to have like a really good, phenomenal season if he doesn't if he can stop getting hurt mid games and coming back because 
don't know, like Joe Flacco, though, even though Joe Flacco is most likely not going to be playing this week, which I hope he doesn't play this week, because I'm, I'm kind of tired of Joe Flacco. It's, it's, he's 37 years old. He can't move. All his lines is really bad. It's, it's really bad. Like, it's banged up. And, um, like, I don't know, it's like when you watch watch uh, Joe Flacco play, you can kind of tell, like, he doesn't care anymore. Like, he's throwing lazy passes. Even when the guys are open, it's just, it seems off. And like I don't, at, at this at this point, I I just think that Joe Flacco he just he just collecting paychecks, having a good time. He already won a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl MVP. You know he passed Joe Montana in passing, so it's like what was more he has to accomplish in the NFL. So he's like, whatever, man. I'm just I'm just trying to have some fun here because I'm not gonna play forever. And um, yeah, so I'm glad Zach is coming back because we need Zach because we need to know who he is because it's his second year. We need to know if if he's the guy or not. Which I really hope he's the guy because I'm tired every single year. About week five, we're always talking about Bryce Young and draft season. Is I'm tired. I'm tired of talking about draft when we're five weeks in the season. I should be enjoying myself, enjoying myself watching football instead of always. Oh, well, who are we going to draft next year? Is it going to be Trevor Lawrence? Which I really wish we got Trevor Lawrence, but or 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 is it going to be Justin Fields? Or is it going to be Bryce Young? Or or maybe five years from now it'll be Arch Manning? Like, like I'm kind of tired of going through the same quarterback process over and over again. So I really hope Zach Wilson's the guy for the future, so we can stop drafting because it's getting old. It's like it's it's basically rinse and repeat. So I really hope Zach Wilson comes in and starts slinging the ball. And uh, our defense, I don't know what's wrong with our defense, man. Like I thought, I thought, I thought our defense would be like, like I'm not gonna say top ten because I think that's kind of ridiculous. But I mean, like top fifteen. I thought our defense would be like, all right, you know, like nothing to sneeze at, but it's still good. But our defense has been absolutely terrible, man. Like we've been we've been giving them at least twenty four points a game. Like we can't cover nobody for some reason. Sauce Gardner, I'm gonna give him a pass this year because he's a rookie. So I mean, I'm I'm just, I'm just gonna give him a pass. But like he has he has had his moments leaving guys open, but I don't know. Like our defense is really bad because like if, if our defense could be just be decent we can stay in more of these games but like because later too the offense actually has been moving the ball we just can't score touchdowns now we just can't we, we just can't score touchdowns because like against Cincinnati that game was frustrating man that game was frustrating to watch it was all it was a slow death game slow death game uh we just couldn't get the burrow we we really couldn't get the burrow and then things, things got bad you saw Quentin Williams you know getting mad at that one coach guy and uh yeah man it's just I don't know as a Jeff fan, I've seen it so many times. I can see if we if we don't bounce back this game, I know the season's over. I, I just the whole locker room is gonna come down to shambles, and then we're just gonna start losing a bunch of games that we sh- really shouldn't be losing to. But hopefully, hopefully we could get back to two and two, get back to where things are. So because we have too much talent in this team to be to be playing this bad, really, we shouldn't we shouldn't be this bad. I don't understand why we're doing so bad, but. Um, yeah, DJ Reed, he needs to tackle, bro. Like, I don't know what that tackle was against uh, T. Higgins there. He 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 basically headbutts him and lets him run. <laughs> I don't understand that. But, yeah, that's basically what I got on my Jets take. I mean, there's a lot more to say, but I'm just keeping it short, like, how it is. Yeah, listen, the Jets definitely needed him co- need Zach Wilson to come back. Not just Not because they actually need – the victories it's because they need to figure out what Zach Wilson is and figure out how he how he 
interacts with all these new faces on the team, especially on the offensive side of the ball. A lot of new faces there, very young team, and a lot of question marks. You know, there's a lot of youth on both sides of the ball, so they need to figure out how this team is going to develop, and they need to figure out if Zach Wilson is the guy or not. Um, yeah, I mean, they need to figure that out. But looking at that, looking at that game, I was very impressed. I was very impressed with how the Bengals did play because they really needed that victory. They were they they've had they had a lot of issues with their offensive line, and they could not keep Joe Burrow on his feet at all. And that game just showed you just how big of an effect it has when you see that Zach, when you see that they're able to, that Joe Burrow is able to to be comfortable in that pocket because he threw three touchdown passes and and ju- about twenty five yards short of 300 but very good game from him and that's something that i i mean i'm i'm going off of the jets but that's something that's something that we need to see from the from the bengals going forward because that's what it all comes down to that offensive line it all comes down to that so they're one and two now they have a they have a tough test against miami coming on thursday night so we'll see how they do there but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. So I think it's that this past game said a lot more about the Bengals than it did the Jets, especially since their starting quarterback has gone down. The expectations for the Jets are kind of low, especially this year. They're, it's a young team; they're still figuring things out. So we're gonna see how things go in that in that, I don't, uh, I don't, in that like, juncture. As like so, like as a Jet fan, like obviously I'm a fan of the team because like I've been suffering feels like. 10 decades. Like, I haven't seen my team in the playoffs since I was 10 years old when we played the Steelers in the championship game. Because, like, I don't know, it just feels like, like, I don't know, me as a fan, it just feels like that we'd have no playoff mandate. It feels, it feels like, like, there's no pressure, no nothing. It's okay. We can lose 50 games. We'll be fine. Arrow will be here. Like, like you know, nothing, nobody has to worry about anything. That's basically how it kind of feels. Like, I don't know, because, like, Zach Wilson this week, I don't know, it just feels like, it just feels like he's, he's been putting in a tough spot because he has no line, which I really hope he doesn't get hurt again because he already has two knee injuries, and I don't want him to get hurt again because if he gets hurt again, now now what? Now we can't really trust him if he can stay on the field now, and I don't want to be a Sam Darnold 2.0. I, I, really don't, I, I just really don't want to see that because I've seen Geno Smith get punched in the face, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and his ACL gets teared. Ryan Fitzpatrick comes in, has his – Cinderella sto- story, and then craps the bed when it matters most. And then that was like that. That was honestly the last time when we see like like when we seen the Jets actually a relevant team. Like nobody was making jokes. No one was saying jet jokes. No. Nah, and then since then we're just like the butt of jokes. And I, I as a fan, I'm tired of being the laughing stock, man. I'm tired of like obviously Chiefs fans because I'm Kansas. They they know I'm a Jet fan. You know they be they be they be saying oh the Jets suck, bro. Like Zach Wilson. He he ain't the guy, man. You gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta draft Bryce Young or something. So it's like, I don't know. Like I think for me, for like for the Jets team, the only way we're gonna get respect in the NFL is if we actually beat good teams and actually win consistently. Then other teams will start respecting us. Like yo, we're like the Jets are no joke no more, man. Like they're actually a legit NFL team because there's been some weeks. I wonder if 
like like I literally wonder if we're playing against like Alabama or some D two school and having trolling being them. So like I don't know. I, I just don't know what Jeff and Corey. I'm tired of Jeff and Corey, man. Like it's just first with Mark Sanchez, then Gino. I'm surprised Gino is still in the league. Still, I'm surprised. Like most core, like like most quarterbacks in his in his position are usually backups, or if they're not backups, then they kind of spills out and then you never hear them again. But I'm just gonna keep it short with that with the whole Jets thing there. Yeah, and I think you bring up a good point about the offensive line because they've gone through tackles like going through water. Like they so they they had that other kid who they who they drafted a couple of years ago who was going to start. He he bro, he tore up his knee. And then you had Dwayne Brown who you brought in who was a former Seahawk. And then and now he's on IR. And the the guy who replaced him is now on IR. So like you like Zach Wilson's coming off he's been a little bit of a little bit injury prone in the early going here and now he's in, like now he's coming back in the offensive lines in shambles when it was actually looking pretty good before the season started before all this whole bleep show started it was actually looking pretty good now it's not which is a problem because your quarterback's banged up and he's coming back with an offensive line that's falling apart at the seams um, but anyways, we do want to move on and we're going to go to our fan box where we asked you guys for some alternate ideas for the pro bowl. And we got some interesting ones. So that'll be next. This is the fumble Ruski podcast. This is the Fumble Ruski podcast by Power88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. I'm Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros, special guest Aaron Wise. We have reached the fan box portion of our show where we post a question sticker on our Instagram every Monday and you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more. And we will discuss it and give you a shout out on our podcast. Respond to next week's fan box question to be featured on our show. Now, the question of the week was, what are some alternative ideas for the Pro Bowl? So they did say what they were going to do kind of vaguely. They said they're going to replace it with a week of games and then flag football. So very, very vague there. So it kind of tells me they're kind of figuring out what they're going to be doing. Um, But interesting answers that came out. The first one, Sean Howe, he said seven on seven. So he said 11 on 11. So it was 11 on 11 before. And they're thinking of making it like less players. So Sean said seven on seven. I don't know. Like, like I said, I just don't think having less players on the field will make it better. It's just, it, and like, it's going to, it's only going to further degrade the defense. Cause that 
Less players on the field favors the favors the offense, I would say. Um, but then uh, Patrick Williver said they draft fantasy teams of normal people to feel our pain when they don't perform. So the the infamous I don't give a f about your fantasy football team coming out of the players. We'll see how they feel after this. Turn the this is this is where we turn the tables on them. But I kind of like that idea. It's kind of fun. It'll never happen, but it's pretty funny. I don't I don't mind that. And they can they can and I'm sure there'll be plenty of angry NFL fans who will just purposely do poorly and be like and give them a big old finger. Be like as they should. You? Like how like 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 how like so whoever whoever Nick Chubb drafts, I hope when they run down the sideline and are about to score a touchdown, they just go out of bounds at the last second. Hmm. And I hope they give them a finger at the same time. Oh yeah, um, we're gonna salute them, but not in the way they expect. <laughs> I I didn't fall victim to that, but I know a lot of fantasy owners were very upset that that happened. Um, so. Nick Norman said, I like this one, by the way, NFL Olympics. Each team is like its own country. Who do you think would dominate the most? Honestly, that's an awesome idea. That's a great idea because you're still kind of rooting for your team. And it gives you, it gives the NFL fans incentive to watch it because now you're, you're watching your team. I actually so, kind of do like that. Like, like, like this see me both like with the NFL Olympics, they see me like, Let's say the Patriots, they're their own team, and like the Chiefs and then the Jaguars, for example, kind of like that. I think so, yeah. That should be kind of cool to watch. I like to see that. I like to see that. So, did we get to see who the actual best team is? Like, you know, that'd be interesting for the watch. I'm not going to lie. I actually will watch that. In e- like in, in each competition. So, you could do the throwing competition with like an offensive lineman. So, Dwayne Brown. I, and I, I'm I'm sorry. Who who's your who was the who was the kid that they drafted that who was a, who was originally supposed to be the tackle? Becton. Uh, yeah, yeah, Mackay Becton. Mackay Becton. Yeah, so he's you, playing you'll have years. him throw. You'll have him throwing spirals for the throwing competition because that's it's just whatever whoever's Pro Bowlers are there. That I'm not gonna lie. I actually, I actually watch that. I actually, I actually like that idea. No, I, I really do. Yeah, that's more entertaining than watching, you know, the boring old Pro Bowl that we've been getting for decades. Excuse me, for decades. But yeah. Um, now, uh, Mallory, I think Klep, I think it's Kleppel. It, her her insta- her username is Mal the Golf Gal, uh, and she's responded to a few of our fan boxes. She said, "Massive, massive team obstacle course, like in the movie Heavyweights." So I think. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So that that's that kind of that's. I don't mind it. It sounds it's a lot. It's it sounds a lot like the Olympics idea, um, but it's still that's still a pretty. Any I mean any of this is better than the, what we got, but I I'm I'm gonna stick to my idea. I think we should do a flag football tournament, not just one game, a whole tournament, and maybe we kind of do it where it's like each team is like, so. Each NFL team has its own five players who they select. And they do they do it that way. So like, yeah, maybe you know, maybe you lost the NFL season, but let's see how the Pro Bowl goes. 
something like that. Or they yeah, just yeah. They, there's a couple ways they can split it because I'm sure the I'm sure you know let's say the uh, let's say the uh, the Atlanta Falcons won't be able to put together many Pro Bowlers, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but there, that's all our responses. We got four of them. Um, it was a tough it was tough it was a tough question to answer. So, but uh, do you guys have any other? Um, you guys have any other? Uh, things to say before we end the show here yeah i just have one yep i'm gonna make this fast you see they don't do this anymore but in the olden times there was like this competition that they had the pro bowl where it's just who could just huck the ball the furthest they put like the nose of the ball in chalk and they just threw it down the field so you could do that you know i remember one year i saw a video it was like manning Favre, bledsoe cordell stewart you know, a few others, but now we have guys like Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. I mean, I would just love to see them just go bombs away, you know? Yeah. If they did something like that, then that would be an alternative. See the, the, the fans are better at figuring this out than the actual league front office. Ain't that the truth? Which is, which says, which says a few things, but all right, guys, well, Thank you, Aaron, for joining the show. Always a pleasure to have you and to get your insight on the game. But that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Be sure to tune in to us live, excuse me, not live, uh, Tuesdays and Fridays at 7.30. We sh- be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week over and out.